This is the Dubs Hub Podcast. Just got a quick intro queued up. Here we go. <laughs> what a fight last night. That was incredible. What a match. Oh man. Who do you who, do you think the uh the judges called it right? No, I think we got uh disqualified before <laughs> yeah. before we could uh win the match, but if there was no refs, we definitely would have won last night. Unreal. <laughs> so, yeah, if you didn't catch the game, or if you don't live on Twitter, Draymond Green was ejected for choking out, no exaggeration, really choking out. Uh, not to like the point of him passing out, but putting him in a headlock, Rudy Gobert, uh, because Clay and Jaden McDaniels started to get into it and Clay ended up with a ridiculously ripped shirt. Uh, I mean, it was just this incredible scene, and it was less than two minutes into the game, which was the weirdest part. So, I mean, I've never seen something like as strange as that. Like, I had just sat down with my dinner ready to watch this game, <laughs> and it was like, wait, what's going on? Like, oh my god. I mean, yeah, I've never seen a uh, double or I guess triple ejection with the score zero zero. Um, <laughs> I don't. I I can't imagine that's ever happened in the NBA where three no, players no are ejected way. before anyone scores a bucket. Um, so ridiculous. And I mean, I I tweeted this on our Dubstep account, but I think the refs kind of got it right because Clay and Jaden McDaniels. Is it Jaden or Jalen? It's Jaden. It's Jaden. Yeah, it's Jaden. Okay, Jaden McDaniel's um, were going at it and like they were ripping each other's shirts and stuff, and um, th- that was clearly like a double ejection. And then where it was also clear that it should be an ejection was the Draymond headlock. But some people were saying they thought they should have ejected Rudy Gobert. I don't think so. Like <laughs> he, I don't think he was like really doing that much. Like maybe give he should have gotten a technical foul, which he didn't. But I mean, he went in like to kind of try to split it up. Maybe he didn't do a great job of that, but I don't see why he should have got ejected. So I think the refs kind of did it correctly, honestly. Yeah, I would say I was surprised that Rudy didn't get a technical, just because when you see skirmishes yeah, like sense. this happen in the NBA, usually like every single person involved gets a technical. And I mean, he yeah. was grabbing clay like by the neck shoulders uh, before draymond ran in but obviously draymond went like 30 (laughs) times over the top held in a choke on rudy for almost 12 seconds um insane i it was like comical when it happened but you thought the chest stomp was bad yes it's also personal like if people aren't familiar with the history between rudy and draymond um, Draymond and him have always gone back and forth because they've been like the top two defensive players in the NBA for a long time and yeah. Rudy Gobert stole a few defensive players of the years from Draymond um, 
So both both generational defenders, honestly. I mean, at least in the regular season, Rudy often gets run off the court in the playoffs because he's really big and can't keep up with guards and kind of gets exposed in the, in the full playoff series. But I mean, you saw it last night; like he was deterring everyone from going to the rim. It's it's just incredible, like the presence he has inside and his timing is so good. Like he's oh. a really really good defender. I mean, you saw it on the last play of the game, or one of the last plays of the game, when um, we ran a high screen and roll with Chris Paul and Dario Saric, and um, Chris Paul kind of had the entire like three-point line to the rim open, uh, but Rudy Gobert trailing, and he was scared to shoot because he was going to get blocked, and then he kicks it to Saric yeah. for the corner three, and Gobert flies from the paint to the to the corner and block Sarge's shot and it was like damn I mean yeah Chris Paul had a few chances to put a shot up I thought but he was definitely scared of getting his shit stuffed by Rudy Gobert he's been I mean we we can talk about it once it gets later into the podcast but he's been pretty scared to shoot kind of all season on the Warriors um yeah so the game last yeah go for it oh I was just gonna say like obviously the big takeaway from that game was that brawl that you know no Steph to start the game and it's not ideal when Draymond and Clay get ejected one minute into the game um (laughs) but the the Warriors fought way better than I think you could have imagined with all those players out I mean we were up 10 for most of the game until like the fourth quarter and then you saw yeah they basically blew the game they should have won um (laughs) but I mean you can't really they blew the game but you can't blame them because they are like the b team basically um that was like the c team (laughs) yeah steph didn't play last night and he's not gonna play on thursday too because of his uh knee injury which i don't really know exactly what it is it's like a sprained knee they said they did an mri they said there's no structural damage so it shouldn't be a ton of time with steph out but definitely not ideal after losing four straight or three straight and, and Steph gets injured in at the end of that third game. So not great. The Warriors are now 6-6 six and six after dropping the game last night. Um, did you want to talk more about the game last night since we're on it? Like just kind of obviously it was a big Pajemski game, and it was an opportunity, I feel like, for some guys to step up and perform, and some did and some didn't. So, I mean, what were your takeaways? Yeah, I mean, just before the game was Steph out, because yeah. the conversations around the Warriors this season, and we've even seen it on like ESPN and the talk shows, is that no one had scored 20 points on the Warriors except Steph this season. I think, or more than 20, I guess Dario scored 20 once, but um, yeah. no one has really stepped up. Steph's been carrying. So I was excited to see the full squad, just minus Steph, to see who could maybe carry the load. You would obviously think Clay would be able to put up a big game, but. No, yeah. he plays one minute, Draymond's out. Um, so I kind of threw a wrench in the way I was going to watch it. But, um, For sure. Definitely impressed and, and definitely disappointed by some players. I mean, disappointed. Wiggins shooting 4-15. Um, man, that's and just one from And sep- one for seven from three, continuing actually, his horrible three-point shooting. Thing. I actually thought he was a little more active than, like, he had been before. Yeah. He was fighting on the offensive glass, like rebounding. Um, he had three steals, but his shot looks horrible. He got swatted by Gobert, I think, like four yeah. times maybe in the paint. Um, 
Chris Paul as well. Uh, he shot maybe the best like scoring he's done this year with 15 points, but he, he hit some lucky threes and his shot looks bad as well. Um, and then obviously, yeah, I think the, his best his best scoring game was probably against the Pistons, um, where we won. But <clears throat> yeah, he he also was scared. <laughs> Just I want to stick on Wiggins for a second. Yeah, you're right though. He was definitely more active. Like. He played 28 minutes, which is a little bit less than he's used to, but he had seven rebounds, which is great to see. He's, like, back to crashing the glass and, and fighting inside. Three steals is awesome. But his problems remain where he's, like, not confident dribbling the ball or even holding the ball. I oh mean, like, God, he'll yeah. he'll get a pass, and it just bounces off his hand, and it's like, dude, like, do you forget how to play basketball? He had four turnovers. Um and then he shot one of seven from three. So far this year, he's shooting less than 15% from three. And we're 12 games in now. I mean, it's a, like I, we were saying early, we called it out, right? We were like, Wiggins is not looking great, but it's early. And so we're not going to panic. But 12 games in, it's like, it's panic time. What the what the hell is going on with Wiggins? I mean, I, he needs to play himself into shape or... He needs to get some confidence. I don't know what it is. See, I don't think he's it's playing it's into issue. shape, though, because last year he missed all those games, and then his first game back was in the playoffs, and he wasn't, like, super efficient or anything, but he was playing way better than he is now, and that was in a playoff setting. Um, so I yeah. don't think it's a conditioning issue. I, I, I think it's mostly a confidence issue. Like, you see, especially last night, like, was the most I've seen him get, like, um, visually upset with his play um which at least was encouraging that's like, good like in yeah. the beginning of the <laughs> I, season I he would miss and not rebound and then just like act, act like he's at his desk job so um but i, I think he, he was probably the biggest disappointment of last night okay that's that's interesting i mean i agree he should have scored more but it i wasn't surprised so i wasn't disappointed because i was kind of like i'll be like just happy when he comes around but until then i'm just like ah here we go again like wiggins can't do anything um and his defense was i think better actually he was he was yeah. playing pretty well against ant i would say he was bothering Ant for sure last yeah. night way more than the first game the first game he was kind of getting whatever he wanted um i guess i mean he he shot a, like ant shot a lot in the first game and wasn't super efficient so i'm i think wiggins did okay actually but you're right like ant saw an opportunity i just i don't know he was one for nine from three 11 for 27 in the first game he got his points like from the free throw line really i guess i just felt like he took over because like towards the end of the game he he did take over um but yeah. you're right, maybe throughout the game he was missing. Um, um, but uh, So I was just going to say my biggest disappointment was Kuminga <clears throat> and actually Moody. So I guess the two like uh, juniors, they're not sophomores anymore, uh, uh, the two th- third years, they played 16 minutes and 14 minutes respectively. And um, that's like kind of crazy when you expect them to be one of the m- most important players off the bench. I mean, there's there's no Draymond in front of Kaminga. There's no Clay in front of Moody. Like, you want them to fill that space and to contribute. Kaminga, in particular, was pretty bad. He yeah. couldn't really do... Like, he couldn't generate shots. He didn't shoot a lot. He only had three field goal attempts. But 
I mean, he's just like, where was he? It didn't feel like he showed up. Then meanwhile, Moody was like pretty efficient shooting the ball, but was a negative 12 in the plus minus for the game. And I think that had a lot to do with just like not being in the right spot and giving up some easy buckets. Uh, It wasn't all him in that stretch, but I don't know. It was like, where are these guys who are supposed (laughs) to be taking a leap this year? We've seen flashes, but it's like, it's just not really there yet. To me, it seems like it's so weird, but Kerr does not really trust Moody at all. Um, which but is weird because Pajemski and Trace Jackson Davis. But in the playoffs last year, like when we kind of ran out of options, he turned to Moody like late in that Lakers series. Yeah. Um, so I it like confuses me. I don't think he's. I don't think he's doing anything really different. Like. Moody does the same stuff every time he's in. You know, he hustles. He can get to the rim. I think he's a better shooter than maybe people think. Like, he can actually score. Um, but you're right when you mentioned it. He kind of has some bonehead plays on both ends of the floor. Like, he'll go yeah. for a risky steal or, like, out-of-control rebound or be out of um, the place. And then Kaminga, I mean, we you picked him as, like, the person who you think is going to have a disappointing season in our preseason. No, that article. was your pick. That was your pick. Oh, that was I my picked pick. Corey Joseph. <laughs> oh, I'm looking. I guess we're both looking good. Um, we're both looking good. We're both but looking pretty good. <laughs> Kaminga had a huge preseason, obviously scoring a ton. Um, and I think he would be able to flourish in that role where he's kind of like a one or two option. But on this team with like everyone in there, he's kind of like the fifth or fourth option. And I don't think he knows how to play his role at all. He no. he's, he holds onto the ball for so long. He is a terrible dribbler, and he continues to dribble. He has, like, one move when driving to the paint is where he, like, double hands with the ball, throws it up, and, like, tries the Euro half, and it always gets <laughs> blocked or stolen. Um, yep. he, he, I think you're right. I think he was the most disappointing last night. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I I thought we might actually see it with Kaminga. I was hoping, I guess. I didn't really see it in preseason like everyone else did. I saw he was scoring a lot, but it was like he wasn't. He didn't appear any smarter, which That's is never really been the his reason. Issue was like, <laughs> yeah, he, he's always been able to score. Yeah, like he's super athletic and actually decently skilled for being as big and strong as he is. Like, of course, yeah, if you give him the ball and like give him the space and opportunity he can score but that's not what we need on this team we need smart guys and the same is actually true of moody moody is smarter than kuminga but still is not like a cur guy like he's like you can see who a cur guy is if you just watch pajemski who i personally don't think is gonna like be impactful in the playoffs but we'll see but like regardless he's clearly a cur guy he's super smart he rebounds the ball. He passes the ball. He doesn't foul that much, actually. I feel like he, he's like, he does like small defender fouls where he gets stuck and he has to kind of like wrap up a big guy. But he doesn't like reach in and do stupid things. And um, that's like that's like it jumps off the page. You see him and you're like, oh yeah, Steve Kerr would love coaching this guy, and it's born out that way. You saw it last so, night. I mean. I agree with you where he doesn't do fouls. Like, last night, 
and he's a little bigger than I thought because last night he was getting switched on the pick and roll and like actually using his body versus Gobert and Towns and like pushing them off their spots and got some steals. Um, he's like six four or something. He's not tiny, but like he. When I say he's small, I just mean he is a point guard, and that's basically it. I just like I don't like him at the two, frankly. See, I just well, I I guess. <laughs> You might be right that he is a, a point guard, but I think that he's gonna play. Um, I think he's gonna play a lot of two now because even um, from Kuro's post post game last night, he said that Pajemski is gonna be in the lineup going forward. Um, he literally said that yeah. he, he's gonna play and he's gonna play every game. And I don't think those mm-hmm. I don't think those minutes are coming at the pure point. No, but the reason is because he actually fits really well next to Chris Paul. They've had a really good chemistry, and they're, I think their plus-minus together is like a really nice net positive. Um, so they clearly like have some good chemistry in the backcourt. That's, uh, that's where I think he's going to slot in. I think like just long-term, in, in terms of making an, an impact, he has to play point guard because, I mean, he's not a wing. So either he's part of a small ball like like two point guard lineup, which Steve Kerr likes to do. Or what about the three point guard. point guard lineup from last night? Yeah. What about the four point guard lineup that he's gonna bust out sometime soon? Yeah, no, it's freaking ridiculous. But uh, that's not a winning strategy, by the way. I know Steve Kerr likes to push boundaries, but that's too far. Three point guards not gonna work. Just well, I mean, I don't like it. And I think that's kind of a theme of like. So last time we talked, the Warriors were five and two. Now they're six and six. They they lost mm-hmm. to Denver, Cleveland, and or Cleveland twice, uh, yep. Minnesota twice, and then Denver. Those are probably yes. They're like, five of the last six. They've lost five. Yeah. Five. Of the but last But I'm just six. saying those are probably like three of the five biggest teams in the NBA. I mean, Cleveland is massive. Minnesota yep. is massive. I would say those are probably like the three biggest teams in the NBA. I can't think. Well, of the that. Lakers. I guess, but they they've been starting AD at center now. Um, like yeah, Cleveland has Still. two seven footers. Gordon is huge on, but I think there's a theme there, and yeah. obviously Kerr has tried to zag a little bit with playing. Um, you know those. He's trying to run them off, run the big teams off the floor, and that works when you have Steph Curry and you don't put like a sm- a super small guard next to him. You want to re- <clears throat> you want to downsize on the top end of the lineup so yeah it, you like go small ball yes and draymond should be like the big he should yes. be the biggest guy and he he plays center that's when it works it doesn't work when you go small from the bottom of the lineup that to me is not a winning strategy you need like steph maybe another guard like i think actually chris paul and steph have been pretty decent together um but then from there you go with sizable wings who can play defense, run, and knock down shots. And that's, well, I think that, that's, that's, been the, that's been the huge issue of this season is that their wings have been horrible. So <laughs> every single that's wing. The, that is the biggest problem. Yeah. No doubt. Like even if you include, which I include, like Clay is basically a wing. So you got Clay, yep. Kaminga, Wiggins, and Moody as their wings. Those they've all been bad this year. Like their best wing has probably been Gary Payton, and he's six two. Yes. Um. So it's a huge Correct. issue. Like I think the guards have played good. Like Steph, obviously, Chris Paul has played good. Um. And I think the bigs have played good. Like when Draymond's played, he's been pretty like 
as good as I think he'll be. Sarge has been, um, although he has his flaws, I think for the minimum in his role, he's been better than expected. And yeah. um, Trace Jackson Davis has and Looney have been really good. So it's just that like yeah, and two, it's three, and it's a wings four. league. <laughs> yeah, it's a wings we, league. So no doubt. I mean, I think like some of the guys that you mentioned could play better. I think Draymond hasn't had like a super dominant defensive game think he's he's working on it he missed all of training camp with that injury so like i do think he's actually kind of working himself back into elite form but he looks fine and then uh chris paul his shooting has been really bad but everything else has been solid i think as much as you could expect from him so oh yeah i agree yeah you're right but uh but you're right i mean the problem is wiggins clay moody and kaminga those four really and and we and we thought like after the preseason and going into the season, we're yeah, like, we thought, man, yeah. these wings are going to, like, everyone's going to be fighting for time. Like, we're so deep yep. on it. And it's like, okay, Wiggins is getting They are fighting time. for time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, like, it's not a joke that um, Pajemski's going to be, like, I think he could take some of Clay's minutes. Um, Maybe. I think, he, like, not that he's going to start or anything, but I could see... I mean, he's going to have to take some minutes if he's going to be in the rotation because he's been out of the rotation when everyone's healthy. So, um, I, I mean, I hope that this, is, this isn't the case, but if, he's, if he gets, like, 10 minutes a game or so, uh, he's, it's probably coming from Moody and maybe a little bit from GP2. I mean, Moody's not even playing much, which is crazy. Like, Moody yeah. is playing, like, 14 to 15 minutes a game. Um and I don't think he's the yep. issue. I don't know. I'm curious to see. I mean, Steph's going to be out probably one more game. Um, how long do you think – I mean, we touched on it at the beginning. How long do you think Draymond's going to get – or first off, do you think Draymond's going to get suspended? And then how long do you think he will if he does? Yeah, I do think he's going to get suspended. How long? I don't know. I don't know. The NBA is really weird and inconsistent with this. That's uh, <laughs> Especially when it comes to Draymond. Like, he's basically yeah. in a territory of his own. Like, him getting suspended for the stomp against the, the Kings after he had already been ejected, that, that, was, that was, was crazy. too much. Um, <clears throat> like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I could, I could see him get suspended for, like, three games, but I, I hope it's, like, one, maybe. But I do think they're going to do something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I like see annoying it going, because it's so variable. I could see him being like yeah. two games, but I could also see it being like five games. That would be insane. Five games is way too much. I agree. What are we but talking I mean, about? Yeah, <laughs> we'll see the NBA five is, game suspension. I don't know. Like I was listening to the the plus minus podcast before we got on, and they were saying like they could even see it being ten games, which is crazy. what? Yeah, dude, Jaw got suspended twenty five for a gun like so you're saying like half of that for a, a little incident in a yeah. in the middle of a fight in the game i don't i don't know i mean yeah, it's, it's just so like stupid. uncharted uncharted territory with draymond um no, but obviously like i no i just mean like <laughs> he is a one-of-one one where like the typical oh, ideology of how you would punish a player goes out the window with him I don't know, like, Ron Artest, and there are plenty of players, like, that should have been treated differently, but they weren't. They were, you know, they were treated by the actions. And yeah. um, the NBA is just weird where they're, like, repeat offender, you know? It's like, yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. Like, about? it's, I have no idea what it could be. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Adam Silver's late. Not. I just don't know what's going on. Um, but I say that to say, like, <laughs> I mean, let's just say he's out three games. Like, can we get someone to step up? I mean, we saw it last game with Saric. I thought he played really well. He was um, driving. He played great. Yeah. And I, I think a big thing is that he is not a five. Can we, like, get Steve Kerr to understand that? He is not a five mm. in the NBA. Um, I think he's yeah, best yeah. off as a power forward next to, like, a rebounding defensive big. I think it depends who's around him. I th- I do think he can play both, but, it yeah, it depends on the matchup, and it depends on who else you throw out there. So, like, if you're going to do Chris Paul, Pajemski, like, GP2, Wiggins, and yeah. Sarish, it's like, no, that's that does not work, okay? You could do, like... Chris Paul, GP two, like Wiggins, and Clay and Saric maybe I don't know or Kuminga in there too another bigger guy and um, that might work and it also that could be like a good running high flying offensive lineup but you're right like he's a four five combo he's not yeah. a pure five no and I think um, I might be like biased to that because we have been playing um, huge teams in the past like obviously if yeah teams are going to play small you'd want him at the five but exactly i think it was a mistake for the first two cleveland games and then like yep until this timberwolves game to play him strictly at the five like him versus towns and gobert no chance no chance him versus mobley and and jared allen it was was horrible horrible like and he can't guard Jokic, so like i don't know yeah it was he he should not play five against teams with really good big fives no big men um so yeah that's a really great point but i think sarge was probably the most besides pajemski was probably the most like encouraging to uh player last night with all the guys out he stepped up for sure he knocked down three threes i mean he didn't shoot it super efficiently but he wasn't he got to the line six times like which is yeah triple what anyone else got to the line like no one was really getting to the line um He's got a little yeah. more dog in him than I thought. Oh, he definitely does. He like you can see why Chris Paul likes him a lot. He battles and he is pretty smart too. So yeah, he's a he's a good backup. His defense is horrible, which we've talked about. But well, I mean, uh, if he was a good defender, he's he a specialist. He wouldn't be a yeah. minimum player if he was a good defender. Exactly. If he was a good defender, he'd be making like fifteen million dollars a year. Right. Um, right. So I don't know, man. Yeah, it's definitely been disappointing off the preseason you know we went four and oh um yeah and then we started five and one and it was like okay you know this team seems legit like the second unit was killing it um carried the warriors to some wins in some games uh steph was playing as best as i've seen him play um and then the reality of the nba hit you know most teams i'm just looking at their schedule going forward like it doesn't get any easier. We play OKC twice, then Houston, who's been rolling, Phoenix, then Sacramento, the Clippers twice, yeah. Phoenix, the Clippers again. It's like, there's no gimme games in that. No, and if Steph and Draymond are out, like you're at you're at risk of stumbling. The Warriors yeah. are at risk of stumbling. So, no, it's really important time right now, and they blew, I thought, a couple of winnable games. I mean, I thought they could have beat the Nuggets, and I thought they should have definitely won against the Cavs at home oh, um yeah that, that was a tough th- L we got kind of that was the bullied. worst one I think yeah 
yeah. that that game and I mean last game, sorry the first game against the Timberwolves, I think we should have won. We just played horribly. Like those two, the Cavs and the Timberwolves, those games were the most unwatchable, mm-hmm. most annoying like games because Steph was playing really well and everyone else was just like struggling to do anything at all. Like yeah. against the Cavs, Steph had thirty. No one else had more than fourteen. Um, unbelievable. We shot thirty four percent from three, which I guess we've seen worse, but it it was just all bad. No one could get anything going inside. Forty one percent from the field overall. That just tells you like there was nothing at the rim. They were just kind of chucking threes and hoping that it would bring them back. Um, and then against the Timberwolves <clears throat> in the first game, it was even worse. They shot thirty nine percent from the field and. 28% from three. Uh, <laughs> no one had more than 16, and it was Clay. He was three of 10 from three. So it was just like, just a bunch of like sad offensive efforts. And then on the defensive end, can't slow down the big guys inside. I mean, we have one person averaging over 15 points a game. That's Steph. Right. The next highest is Clay at 14 and a half. And what even in like, Last year, I mean, Poole averaged over 20. Clay averaged over 20. Wiggins was, yeah. like, around that 15 mark, um, although he didn't play that much. Um, so it's just tough to score. I mean, we, we've we said it. Like, the Warriors have been an offensive team for so long, but their offense looks horrible. And I was going to ask you, I wonder, do you think the Warriors' offense has been, like, become too kind of scripted, like, do you th- would you like to see some changes to it? Maybe like more pick and roll. Um, it seems like the just run around cut screens and like someone stand at the top of the key is getting like a little played out to me. Yeah, they <clears throat> the league has figured out how to play that better, and it's still yeah. like it still works a lot of the time. I mean, Kerr should not completely like revolutionize his offense. He should stick with with his strategy for the most part i think but definitely we need more steph curry on ball pick and roll i mean just like mix it in like 15 to 30 percent of the time because he is one of the best like pick and roll guards ever and it's just funny because if he had a different coach like people would recognize him for that and would like and his assists would be way higher than they are in his career but he may have fewer championships or something like who knows steve kerr has unlocked a lot of players around him too with with that uh motion offense so yeah like get steph curry in pick and rolls more absolutely i'm i'm for that i I don't think that's the problem with this team though in my opinion you don't i mean I, i agree like it's basically just coming down to players missing shots like even clay last night they ran the first play of the night for him he comes Air off ball. like a pin down on the wing wide open three just not even close and then CP, that's what, and apparently that's what triggered the fight with Jaden mcdaniels like he airballed yeah. the three and i think Jaden mcdaniels started talking shit to him and, and and clay went for a box out and like grabbed his jersey and then it was kind of clay that overreacted i mean clay did yeah. initiate that totally totally but I think it was an overreaction afterwards. But I mean, I'm sure um, he's in his head. He's played horrible this yeah. year. Yeah, he he hasn't. I mean, yes. he hit that game winner that one game, but he hasn't really had a good game. He hasn't scored over twenty. <laughs> no, 
Yeah, no, he's been, he's been bad. He, he, Clay shoots like 40-plus percent from three every single year. This year he's at 34, which is definitely below league average. I mean, what? Yeah. Clay, like, below league average for Clay Thompson is bad. It's very bad. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, he I led the else. league in, in three-point makes last year. Like, people forget that yeah. he had uh, – because obviously he had a poor playoffs, but – he had a really good regular season last year and carried him, like, as the first option when Steph was out for a while. But mm-hmm. it's like, I can't say that it, players need rest because the season just started. Like, I really just don't understand what's going on. No, they don't need rest. On. They just, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's just bad shooting. And it's <laughs> uh, it's kind of bad defense, too. I mean, it, their defense has been top, like, 12 or so. So they're getting close to like their their goal preseason of being in the top ten, but it's not top five. It's not close to that. They no. need they need to improve on the defensive end <clears throat> and jump into that top five if they're going to be a contender. And then they need to like just like the law of averages, wait for that to happen so that Clay and Andrew can <clears throat> step it up and knock down some shots. I mean, like in terms of open looks. It's just ridiculous what we're seeing. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, I, I think obviously it's going to be a little boring watching NBA games with uh, with Steph out because he's what makes Warriors games interesting. But I'm curious with Steph out this next game and then um, Draymond. I, I'm assuming it's going to be like at least two or three games, maybe more. So um, someone's got to step up or else, you know. Warriors are going to be out of the top 10 pretty quickly. I mean, they're 500 right now, but mm-hmm. you don't want to – we saw what happened last season. You don't want to dig yourself a hole in the West, especially it's early in the to, season. It's, I'm getting concerned. I'm getting concerned, I'll be honest. I mean, we looked really good and then started dropping some winnable games, and it was like – and then trends continued that I was concerned about and other things like just – <clears throat> didn't add up into a, a W and that's like how they end up as the sixth seed. Like it's, it's not great right now. We are, we are definitely at risk of spiraling a bit down into the like kind of play in above play in range if we're not careful. So um, I'm getting flashbacks to last year maybe, but yeah, <laughs> um. <clears throat> at least, at least this year it seems like, things are just like like players are missing shots whereas last year like everything was just going bad (laughs) yeah yeah i mean at least clay was on last year um i think actually i do i do still like this roster i do think a lot of it makes sense some of the preseason spin that we called out like kaminga being the next thing and yeah. Moses Moody being sixth man of the year, and Chris Paul is like gonna put up fifteen a game. The uh, that's not happening. That's not happening. They, in terms of preseason spin though, it, they appear to be right about the rookies being able to contribute. So that's cool. I hope that continues. We'll see though. It's been still a pretty small sample size in, in terms of how much how many minutes they've played. Um, but I I do think they're at least like serviceable uh, backups. And um, then it's just up to the core. I mean, <clears throat> like I said this in preseason, dude. I like Wiggins has to be the second option on this team. Clay, 
is an option in terms of knocking down open shots and maybe he even averages more points but like designed plays where you're going to Wiggins to generate offense and getting bailed out at the end of a shot clock with like a step back mid-range or a three or something Wiggins has to be that guy for the Warriors to be a contender if he can't get there the Warriors are not a contender that's just the fact there's no it doesn't matter how well Kuminga plays it doesn't matter like whether Pajemski is serviceable or not if those <laughs> yeah if that like isn't um if that doesn't work in terms of Wiggins and then and then Clay's impact is important too but it's those two guys really um then the Warriors are are not a contender I mean we you said it at the top it's it's a wings league um yeah the Warriors have obviously been like guard heavy with Stephen Clay but have always had like serviceable wings where Harrison Barnes you know Iguodala um KD Wiggins when he was playing very well like a top two player on a championship team that that position is just the most um important position in the NBA and to mm-hmm. get basically a nothing out of it the past few games is is pretty wild when we have like four serviceable options and none of them are stepping up. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, obviously with Draymond out, that opens theoretically minutes for Kaminga to play more. Um, Wiggins yeah. is going to have to do more. So we'll see. I mean, no, this is this is an opportunity for some of the guys who've been struggling to step up and shoot themselves out of a slump to put some more effort in on the defensive end and on the glass uh, to kind of like lock in while while Steph sits they'll, they'll have an increased responsibility and hopefully that like challenges them to get back uh, to where we know they can be so yeah I mean like let's check in after a few games and see how things have gone whether things have not improved and the Warriors are sitting at six and nine or something or or whether some guys have started to kind of come back to what we know they can be yeah and I think uh if things don't improve um we might be having some kind of different conversations uh about yeah. what the Warriors want to do this year and might look to do but yeah man I mean Warriors play tomorrow night um versus the Thunder thunder and then again on saturday versus thunder and then uh one more home game and then back on the road so yeah we'll probably check in uh maybe after the the two oklahoma city games um see how the dubs are doing yeah Uh, and the next one is is an in-season tournament game or is that the second one against the thunder right Um, oh no my bad actually we already played the thunder in-season tournament game so we still have the game the yesterday Spurs. was an in-season tournament game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then the last two games would be the Spurs and the Kings for for groups. Uh, for I think they're Group C, right? I, brother, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've liked the in-season tournament. Like I, I'm into it. Yeah. I think I want to go to uh, an in-season tournament game for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, they're playing. They're playing the Raptors on like the 28th. I'm looking at tickets and they're like affordable and it's going to be kind of cool to see the new court and check out that team and just see what like the uh energy is like for an in-season tournament game yeah groundbreaking uh trailblazer to be at the first round <laughs> of uh in-season tournament games but yeah sounds good man well uh we'll check in with you guys soon and uh you know stay locked into our sub stack and twitter pages and uh yeah we'll be 
we'll be podcasting throughout. Uh, hopefully the Warriors can break out of this little uh, little slow stretch. Yeah, break out of the slump. All right, talk to you in the next one.